0: METUNETER Four, THE ASARIAN RESURRECTION, THE INITIATE'S DAILY MEDITATION GUIDE, <clears throat> PART 2, CHAPTER 5, BEGINNING ON PAGE 91, WORK TO BE FORMED FEBRUARY 21ST TO MARCH 20TH, NORTHERN HEMISPHERE, SOUTHERN HEMISPHERE, august 21st to september 20th the law of amen netter zero of the pout zero colon one zero zero a we experience the influence of the netter amen as the desire for peace this desire can only be satisfied through the law of Amen. The goal of Amen's law is to nurture peace through the understanding and experience that is our natural response to challenges. 0 101A one one There are aspects of our being that can be perceived the physical body, Emotions, sensations, thoughts, and consciousness. There is another aspect of our being that is imperceptible. Amen was the word that the ancient Egyptians used to denote this aspect of man's and God's being. It is imperceptible because it is composed of man's self-consciousness and will which is devoid of energy and matter and of the state of the spirit prior to its differentiation or manifestation into the objective aspects of man's being mind soul body and its conditionings in other words it is the original and essential state of our being Note that the definition given goes beyond Western psychology's concept of subconscious. The essential import of the absence of energy matter in the self and of conditionings in the spirit is the emotional experience that is associated with the state of amen is a peace, hetep, that cannot be disturbed by any event in the world. Amen's peace is the origin and foundation of man's well-being by original and essential is meant that the amen part of our being is the origin and the foundation of our well-being if its law is observed then everything in our life will go well and if it is not then all in our life in the end and overall will go wrong in other words we must apply the law of our men in our daily lives in order to bring its influence into our lives. We must take note of the fact that most people are not aware of the hidden part of being or how to work with it if they have the same notion of it. For example, this state or level of being is the highest nirvana of the Hindu religion. Hinduism erred in making making it the end of life's quest. By achieving the transcendental peace that is experienced in nirvana, one achieves oneness with God and earns the right, so to speak, of not having to reincarnate, a desirable object given that in the Hindu belief system suffering isn't, inescapable reality of life on earth. In Hinduism, one seeks to achieve nirvana, the transcendental peace, in order to not have to come back to the suffering of earthly existence. We must note that there is a logical flaw here that is supported by experience. First of all, the peace that is nirvana must be achieved while living on earth. And once it is achieved, the person has rendered him, herself immune to suffering. Earthly existence becomes thus free of suffering. 0, colon one zero two a We will see as we go along that there are other flaws with the Hindu approach and many more beliefs of applying the law of our men in our daily lives. 0103A The peace that emanates from the Amen part of our being, not just physical relaxation, must play a dynamic role in all aspects of our lives. It must replace every single negative emotion and sensation that motivates our attitudes and actions and serve as the foundation of our positive attitude to life, our thoughts and actions. Peace, hetep, nirvana, is therefore not something that we are waiting to achieve at the end of our spiritual quest, but something that we must secure as soon as possible, like yesterday, as the saying goes, in order to enter onto the true path of life. 3. Effects of Emotional Stress and the Protective Role of Peace Zero colon one zero four a all living is doing we are all doing all acting to achieve goals surviving thriving flourishing enjoying and so on on the way to achieving our goals we are the most part comf- comf- confronted with challenges If we have not mastered the knowledge and ability to apply the peace of our men, part of our being, to the unavoidable challenges of life, we must respond to them in stressful and emotional ways to our determined. We will see that emotional stress is the universally most destructive force in our life. Peace is the opposite. The detrimental effects of stress have been thoroughly documented in the scientific literature and are known from personal observation. This fact of the spirit is reflected in its lower division, the life force, in its manifestation of a sense of instability when we are not calm and relaxed in challenging situations peace the prerequisite for behavioral change and growth 0:105a that we must all change our behavior through life is an essential requirement of life change for the better is growth physically mentally emotionally and spiritually We must change to outgrow childish behavior, to adapt to challenges in the physical and social environment, and to realize our potentials. One of the most important truths concerning the spirit, which is in charge of all manifestations in and as your life is, that it is 100% receptive to your will, provided that you will change its direction when it is in a state of heightened receptivity. Peace the absence of emotions, anger, excitement, etc. It is the state that we are talking about. If you hold to this view, then you will understand why you have failed to realize your will time and time again. Given the popular response to challenges, people most often declare their will to change when they are caught up in an emotional response to a, diff- to a difficulty that points out the need for change. Now you can understand why people, perhaps yourself, can have a brush with death or disaster, swear to change, and sooner than later go back to the same errors. You must master the skill of placing the life force division of your spirit in the state of peace, hetep, nirvana, wuji, etc so that it can become receptive to your will to change foundation of the law of amen the law of amen then revolves around peace as such it rests on the firm foundation of fact experience and reason it is very important to maintain the harmony between spiritual and earthly realities The false dichotomy between the two has done a great harm to science and spirituality. It is well known that when we react peacefully to challenges, we are able to maintain clarity of perception, reasoning, correct thinking, optimum performance, and our physical well-being. Reacting in an opposite manner with anger, fear, worry, grief, lust, etc sabotages our well-being. The stress of emotion lowers a person's IQ, interferes with reasoning, degrades performance, and is in most cases the major cause of physical illness. These facts have been well confirmed by scientific studies. The negative impact of emotional stress on a man's well-being And survivability gives irrefutable evidence to the fact that such emotions cannot be considered natural to man. Nothing that is harmful can be natural. The only response to a challenging situation that is beneficial to us is peace. It protects our well-being and enhances the performance of our faculties. And in a crisis, it can make a difference between life and death. We will later explore its role as the foundations of the divine attributes, wisdom, and spiritual power that are the chief emblems of man's divinity. The law of Amen is thus derived from the empirical evidence that peace is man's natural response to life challenges, peace challenge, and the development of the brain and intelligence. A. A deeper look into the science of psychobiology shows that peace is essential to the development of the higher brain centers, morality, and intelligence. In reality, man has four brains. One, the oldest, smallest, and most primitive brain is the reptilian brain, which is associated with which is located at the base of the brain. Through it, we are influenced to manifest behavior that dominates the life of reptiles. Two, above it is the mammalian brain that influences us to manifest behavior that dominates the life of beasts. There are the instinctive drives for feeding, fight or flight survival and procreation. Three, above all, mem- above this mammalian brain is the third brain, the cerebral cortex, with the fourth and newest brain, the frontal lobe. These two higher structures have the responsibility of modulating inappropriate behavior of the two lower brains through the use of information and the will. We must take note that the fact that the two sets of brains the two animalistic and the other two representing man's qualities are joined through the third element, external challenge. Although the two lower brains make an important contribution to man's survival, their scope of action falls short of man's needs and capabilities. The use of brute force and aggression to achieve ends or to right a wrong for example, must be transcended in man's world. Therefore, the impulses of the lower brain must be modulated by the higher brain centers. This is well known to psychologists. What, however, is not well known is the fact that if the higher brains fail to do their jobs, events set in motion by the uncurbed lower brains will damage the higher brains, When we are stressed, the body is flooded with cortisol and other hormones that will do harm to the vital organs, especially the higher brain centers, if the stress is indulged in frequently. This is exactly what has happened to the majority of people in the world. Convinced that they are human beings, they arrived at the logical conclusion that emotional indulgence is natural and unavoidable Treating therefore their brains to a deadly cocktail of hormones several times each and every day. From time immemorial, man's brain, man's well-being, has been challenged by natural forces, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, hurricanes, famine, epidemics, etc., and by his own humanity, crime wars, fear mongering, economic injustice and exploitation, etc. It is the nature of the lower brain to react in such situations in an emotional stressful manner and it is the function of the higher brain to replace the stress response with peace to prevent hormonal damage to the body. But for the most part, people have not received the truth's that would have enabled their higher brain centers to program a peaceful, unstressed reaction to the challenges. On the contrary, they have been continuously bombarded with information that promotes the supremacy of the lower brains over the higher ones to wit the idea that man is a human being. We must further note that nature has provided for man to be punished for not responding to life's challenges in a manner that overrides the animal brains, the dwarfing and damaging of his higher brains and well-being. 0 colon 107a We must keep in mind that challenges in life cannot be avoided or eliminated, and that is why we have been endowed with the ability to react in a positive manner to them. We must also keep in mind that the reason that challenges cannot be avoided or eliminated in life is because they are necessary for the development of the brain and for spiritual growth. We are surrounded with many examples from similar areas of life. You cannot develop and strengthen the physical body without subjecting it to challenges, exercise, work, etc., the same applies to the mind in regards to the development of scholastic skills. Life challenges are similarly essential to spiritual growth. Because most people have not figured out the way to transcend emotions, especially suffering, they have concluded that peace and happiness are things to be secured through the avoidance or elimination of challenges or they resign themselves into the unavoidability of emotional torment and injury. The ultimate logical conclusion from these facts is that not only should we not seek to avoid challenges in life except those that arise from our own errors or stupidity, but we must welcome necessary challenges for the simple fact that the highest brain center the frontal lobe, and other centers that are not yet fully understood. The penile gland, for example, need the stimulus provided by external challenges for their development and for them to play their role in our spiritual evolution. Amen Ra. The word Amen is the common Egyptian word that denotes what is hidden, oculated, imperceptible, subconscious etc. Ra is the Holy Spirit. Thus, Amen Ra addresses the fact that the spirit dwells and operates outside of the sphere of consciousness. Incidentally, it answers with qualifications for the so-called subconscious mind of Western psychology. If we keep in mind that a person's spirit is imperceptible in and is in charge of all manifestations in his or her life and the facts that one its existence is unknown to most and two its activities are carried out outside of consciousness and are thus beyond the direct control of the will we can begin to gain some insight into the man's cause of problems in the world. First of all, most of us have been conditioned to identify the visible aspects of our being, the mind, thoughts, emotions, and the physical body as ourselves. We find it impossible or impractical to identify with, let alone rely on some invisible something, the spirit that someone has told us is in charge of our well-being. We have to retrain ourselves to one identify with this hidden amen part of our being the spirit ra amen ra and learn to work in harmony with it so that we can have full control over what happens in our lives most religions devise ways to assist their followers to deal with the fact that they that the doer in man's life is hidden from her Most religions made God the direct doer in man's life, removing thus all knowledge of the spirit from the people's mind. This, however, did not remove the problem of relying on the unseen as God falls into the same category. To bolster the uninitiated's reliance on God, the unseen, man has been taught to cultivate faith as a chief means of dealing with the greatest impediment of spirit of the Spirit's ability to manifest the goods in your life. Doubt. But this, too, has its drawbacks. Faith is placing trust in what cannot be proven, and in this case, because God and or the Spirit, their doings cannot be perceived. Yet, there is an unperceivable aspect of nature that drives evidence of its existence and proof of its reliability through the perceivable things in the world to which it is linked we are speaking of none other than the laws of nature gravity for example cannot be perceived yet its its existence has been proven through the mathematical relationships of the objects through which it operates the same goes for many of the fundamental laws of nature no one, for example, has perceived energy yet that has not stopped scientists from understanding its operation through mathematics an equally abstract vehicle. 0 colon 108A. The common denominator of all manifestation in as the world is activity and all activities are governed by laws. It is law that gives to the world and life the order, regularity, predictability, and so on that makes the world and life possible. We have learned to place our trust in the law for all aspects of our physical existence. In walking, we place our weight onto the ground, which pushes back with equal force. Anything less, we will sink, and anything more, we will be thrown into the air. That there is an equal reaction to every action in the world of force is not something that we can apprehend with the senses. Nevertheless, we can speak intelligently about it and manipulate it. Engineering, electronics, physics, etc. Through the law that explains it. Law, therefore, is the nexus that connects the unperceivable world with the perceivable world it is for this reason that the sages of Kemet taught that before any creative act occurred even the establishment of the duality positive negative polarities that underlies all units law ma'at was established as the foundation upon which the world will rest law therefore and not belief or faith in what must be guide man in his dealings in all aspects of his life physical emotional mental and spiritual it is what will guarantee her success of course reliance on God and not just the spirit has stated earlier plays a major role in man's well-being but man's union with God it must be remembered depends on man's observance of the laws of the spirit And here ends the reading on page 102.